Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Wednesday, the 8th of June. Today, I am joined by Ines Pinero, who is a Watson's Daily ambassador. Hi there, Ines. How are you today? Hello, Peter. I'm doing great today. How are you doing? Uh, very well, thank you. So, um, so today we've got some uh, cracking stories from uh, Watson's Daily. Um, yes. <laughs> which one? Uh, which one did you pick today? So today, I thought the NFT story was fascinating. I have to say, yeah. Um, this story essentially is a Financial Times article, mm-hmm. and it talks about OpenSea and essentially the experimentation is not much for security. So mm-hmm. it had like really important uh, points for this platform and NFT in general going forward. Mm-hmm. So we see that the platform for trading NFTs, OpenSea, mm-hmm. is still essentially going ahead with developing crypto assets by offering investors a new way to participate in NFTs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually quite fascinating because they've decided to let them use multiple assets, including NFTs themselves, mm-hmm. to participate in NFTs. So essentially what this means is people will not be able to buy NFTs with other NFTs. Mm-hmm. So this is something um, incredible mm-hmm. just because, I mean, already the process of you know using this marketplace creating an nfts and all that is not really easy but also it's um you you have to have a bit of knowledge about cryptocurrencies and you have to in fact have cryptocurrency or at least that was the case up to a point Mm -hmm. you have to have at least ethereum or or be able to use polygon to be able to create Mm -hmm. one of this so just to say to listeners, you have unique experience at this, don't you? <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. I mean, I actually created my own NFT to be Excellent. able to, to get experience on how, how this actually works. Just Good idea. There's a lot of information about what NFTs are, how, how this works. Mm. And I have to say the process is not really clear. It's not very transparent. It's not impossible to create an NFT. Mm. I mean, you can still do You don't have to, to, do, to be an expert. But what mm. this article... It means that, in fact, it opens opportunity for people to use these platforms and mm. to start investing more in NFTs as this uh, market essentially becomes even more volatile due to the current circumstances and situation with crypto currencies and crypto assets. Mm-hmm. So we know that so so far, o- OpenSea has um, boomed on on the back of NFT popularity, mm-hmm. and it benefits by charging a two point five percent fee for from for transactions exactly so the the way this actually works in my experience is that for you to be able to create an nft and publish it and put it out there you have to kind of pay a sort of fee um Mm. in order to do that and that's paid to but you have to have either ethereum or any other uh, acceptable cryptocurrency in order to do that Mm. but uh, the thing with this story is that as as cryptocurrencies have been you know taking a a hit recently you Mm. know yeah, uh, we are aware of uh, the, you know, the, the situation with uh, the cryptocurrency cash for investors kind of getting away from cryptocurrencies because are more volatile assets and maybe kind of putting attention in things that are more pertinent and relevant at, at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will be aware of the situation with the lunar crash, for example. Um, so these have certainly impacted, uh, you know, the NFG market as such. 
And it is understandable that then, you know, platforms like OpenSea, which is like the leading platform in the NFT market, it's, it's understandable. They're looking for ways to to keep this market alive as such. Mm, mm. Um, and so uh, it's interesting because given OpenSea's position in the marketplace, which is essentially kind of the leader on, on, on this um, yeah. NFT market, mm. um, of course, it gives OpenSea a great power to, to take ownership and initiative and in providing a secure marketplace that protects mm. participants by uh, providing clear rules and tightening, mm. tightening its rules as such, because again, it's, it's not really clear and transparent the way these things work. Um, mm. But in my opinion, Peter, I think these regulations must come from the government because mm. this market is open to a lot of speculation. Mm. Um, and so, of course, we, we need more regulation. We need warnings as to, you know, when people are trying to invest in these assets, we, they, they need to be informed as to, to know what they're getting their hands into, if you know what, what I mean. Mm. Uh, you mentioned this um, particular case that I thought was, well, shocking what do you think about this Peter yeah I mean I you know I think the case you're talking about is uh, you know I was saying about how someone had invested in I think it was NFTs um or uh, so no it wasn't NFT it was uh crypto 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 asset and you know had put all their money in maxed out credit cards taken loans and all that this kind of thing then it was one of those um crypto um, assets that 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 basically went to value went to zero recently and this person was like looking at losing having lost not only his own all of his money but owing an absolute fortune as well with no way of really getting it back um and you know i i personally i mean i know this sounds sounds a bit harsh but um i personally think that they people that do that deserve what they you know what they get because no doubt some along the line they're sort of they are no doubt saying to everyone look I'm, I've got so much money um I look at me you know you guys are all losers etc and then <laughs> um and then and then essentially being the biggest loser becoming the biggest loser of them all um you know by uh investing in something that they absolutely don't understand now okay uh, you could say that um, you know a lot of people in over, over the over the course of time have uh, have invested in all sorts of things that they have no idea what they're doing. Um, but the difference here is that um, there is nothing under you know there is nothing there. You know, no, there's no nothing physical that you can even even uh, sell. You know, for for cost price, as it were. So I think that. Um, Although, uh, you know, entertaining though it is and and interesting. And I do think there is value in this because, again, I was saying to you earlier that Mm -hmm. I can I can fully get behind the idea of a of something, even if it's tangible, having, um, you know, the 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 importance is not necessarily, say, the raw materials that make that thing. It's the perceived value. It's the what people will be prepared to pay for it. Uh, And so that in itself means that you know you you can again i could get behind that for crypto assets because something doesn't have to exist uh, for it to have value um but it does help uh, you know i would say and the other thing as well is that i think that with with regard to the trading and uh, of these um crypto assets um 
I think that there is, like you say, there is more need for uh, regulation because I think what this does, although this may limit the upside and mean that, you know, like doodles on pieces of paper are going to, that are scanned in, obviously, because they don't have physical form. Um, but, you know, all these kinds of things won't have that ridiculous upside um, that they've seen before. Um, but they also, they might not have that downside either. So although you're clipping the, the upside, you are also at the same time by having more regulation, limiting, potentially limiting the downside. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, like I say, I am not against this. What I am against is I am against there being no protection for people who don't know what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. And and what kind of rings the belt for me particularly is the fact that if you're able to buy an NFT with an NFT, um, yeah. no, we're talking about intangible value, which is something that for me is kind of quite subjective mm. Mm. um so some nfts you know it's clear that there's been like a lot of work going on there and you can see wow this is like an amazing piece of artwork mm. uh, but, but then the, the other things that you can't even justify the value for it just you know i encourage people to go on open scene just have a look mm. uh, because you'll, you'll be surprised but mm. uh, that's the thing as well you know we, if you talk about like yeah we, we need more regulations but like regulators are also catching up with this market and all these developments as mm. well is quite understandable i mean i i appreciate they they will certainly have people that are really intelligent and a, able to understand this market mm. uh, but still that's a lot of things that they're not able to answer just just yet so it's interesting mm. to see how this develops but mm. uh i think this can certainly bring a lot of opportunities but what what rings a bell for me is you know especially that there's a lot of speculation and like you mentioned in the daily I think it was last week you mentioned an article about uh, F- the FBI charging mm. an employee of OpenSea uh, mm. with white fraud and money laundering. And and this is the thing, you know, uh, the NFT market is a hiding space to land up money as, as mm. at the moment. Mm. Uh, and to bring another similar story, well, in, in February here in the UK, uh, the, um, it was uh, HMRC sees its first NFT as someone tried to defraud HMRC. I think mm. something around over a million or a million pounds or something like mm. that and mm. so it's interesting because as this market develops you know more opportunities can come out of this for people certainly which is which is good you know this offers a lot of protections for genuine artists out there and people that want to take the most out of this space but seemingly because there's a lot of misinformation there's people that you know as the example you provided they can just literally lose absolutely everything they have mm. and mm-hmm. so it's important to have more more clarity i would say yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that the, you know, it, that's that's the thing. It's it's protect. I think protection is is important, and you know, it is a very a growing market. I, the last point I would say, from my point of view, is, you know, I think regulators are often one step behind the people at the forefront of of new markets like this, and I, although you know sometimes i am very i i feel very frustrated with the fact that you've got politicians and regulators alike all saying we need we need regulation we need to control this this is a bad thing you can lose all your money you know and yet they do nothing you know mm-hmm. and so and the reason why and i may well be 100% wrong here but you know i i'll just put it out there i i think what's happening is that it's the blind being led by the blinds 
no one knows what's going to happen next <laughs> apart from these these companies that are at the forefront who are making things happen um and the regulators just sitting back seeing how it's how how you know things unfold then to try to understand what's going on before moving in but yeah. I would argue the problem is with that, you're going to get a lot of collateral damage in the meantime with people losing all their money, or not only their money, but other people's money. Um, but also that they are going to, um, uh, you know, they, they, they're just, this is just going to, this is, this is just going to con- continue, um, you know, un, un, con- there's going to be no control o- over it at all. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I think that well, that's... This is the thing. So, you know, like last week, I think you also mentioned an article about the um, ESG industry mm-hmm. uh, and people needing to recruit more people specialised on, on ESG because it's like a huge thing at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think similarly, people need to start recruiting people specialised on NFT and cryptocurrencies just because mm-hmm. it's so relevant and having that expertise on board, I think will be really useful, especially for... Mm-hmm. Uh, regulators, policy policymakers, and all of them, and in similarly in the legal industry, because there's there seems that there's a lot of questions, and you know, just not very many answers. <laughs> no, exactly. But, yeah. uh, but anyway, yeah. All right. So, um, Peter, what yes. what's your story today? So um, I'm going to talk about connectors. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that doesn't sound very exciting initially, <laughs> although uh, you did say ooh in excitement because um, I know the story yeah you know how excitement uh, how yeah. exciting connectors are but anyway basically there is um, there's been a, a ruling um, in, in uh, you know in, in Europe about um, the standardi- the standardization of um, of connectors and I think that this is a really important story so essentially what they've done is they have uh come they've said right everyone's going to have to use the usb type c charger as a standard and it's going to come into effect from 2024 so um these chargers will be have to be um you know used for smartphones laptops and loads of the various other categories that that are going to do this now the thing is um as you'd expect apple is uh, not very happy about this, uh, based because presumably it just means that they're it, it renders their lightning connector pretty much obsolete. Um, and I would imagine as well, this is probably going to be it's going to be on the one hand, it's going to be annoying for car manufacturers and things, you know, who they because they have um, obviously chargers and, and things in 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 their vehicles. Um, but um, I think that this is going to be this is important because I think that the um the fact that there are different charges out there although i think that the the, the uh, situation has improved over the years <clears throat> um but i think that it's important for there to be a standard to make it easier for consumers um but also to mean that there's less waste um you know it's better mm-hmm. for the environment um so for so many reasons um but um but but yeah so it makes i think it makes a lot of sense uh in in that in, in that sense um but i don't think that um apple is you know is, is going to be a, a massive fan of this but what do you think what do you reckon do you reckon that's uh you know are you, yeah. are you a fan of the the standardization charge I, I am i have to say uh, there, mm-hmm. there are a number of points and considerations that derive from this story actually but i think first of all this it represents a block 
you know, it blocks Apple essentially because, well, we know that Apple historically has been viewed as this very exclusive product maker where mm. you know, Apple products are only compatible with Apple gadgetry and that sort of mm. thing. Um, so, of course, I mean, this is going to have an impact on their project. I don't think it will be like a huge impact, but mm. it certainly represents an, an impact, at least in operation and the distribution of these products and whether they have to create anything else to... Mm. To some sort, you know, to transition to this new um, sort of model. Mm. Um, but you know, they also are developing other uh, business strategies like Apple Pay now. That I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll be able to kind of mitigate whatever mm. happens from this decision. Um, mm. so I'm not too worried about um, Apple being here or anything like that because you know, regardless, they they can still make money, like you say. They they, they might be able to make money uh, by making this Lightning connector cable. You know, the little. Mm little thing that connect these cables um yeah like a um a converter so yeah, basically exactly. you'll be able to stick your um stick your um light lightning connector thing exactly. into it and and the other end yeah but it I will think, be USB-C. yeah but i think for from the consumer point of view i think this is huge um because well, we all know how expensive uh, Apple products are. Mm. So if you have the choice to buy a, you know, a lightning cable that is worth like 30 pounds mm. and any other, like, any other cable that is, you know, it's, it does, this, it, it, it complies with the same function. It's still really good quality and it will, like, it will last you for, for years. Mm. I think we've all gone for the cheaper option just because it's just a cable, you know, it's, mm. that's all. It's just, but also, um, I, I think from the energy point of view, um, I think this is huge as well because uh, people might not be aware. But, uh, you know, reducing the amount of charges and cables that you have also, it's, it's crucial for reducing the amount of energy one consumes. Mm. Um, and so I think, you know, it might be like a very small difference but you know like tesco says every little helps <laughs> mm, yeah so i suppose uh it's it's good from this point of view as well as um you know being able to 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 trace the way these products are manufactured and and to make sure that they are um efficiently recycled as well mm, mm. so there are a number of things that come out of this uh peter yeah absolutely and i think actually the other the other thing i mean so this is obviously for electronic gadgetry and stuff, and I, I, I'm a I'm a fan of this. Although I'm sure Apple will complain, they'll say, "Oh no, no one else's stuff is as good as ours. Ours is better quality." Oh, if you use someone else's charger, your phone's going to overheat, or so, you know something like that. But ultimately, I think that they are going to have to. Com- I think they're going to have to comply, um, and they'll have to, they'll as a result they might as well make the same the world you know the world yeah. over um so that's what that's one thing but um the other thing though is i do feel that it, it also broadens the argument here of what about if there could be some kind of standardization of uh car batteries you know so electric vehicle batteries you know because at the moment they are different um and i sort of think well you know if if batteries were standardized this m- i might be being naive here right but you know, what if if um, electric vehicle batteries could be standardized and then when they're once they become standardized, they kind of become commoditized in the sense that prices go down because everyone's making the same thing. Um, and so uh, prices come down. That's really good news for the consumer because the most expensive things we always hear the most expensive thing in an electric vehicles, the battery. So if we can bring those prices down there'll be more adoption um 
by everyone making the same batteries and using the same batteries, um, that that will mean that, um, you know, it will just make things a lot easier as well. Batteries yeah. will be more readily available. Um, you're not going to have to have all these different connectors and all that kind of thing that you have to have at the moment. So again, it, it seems to me that it would make a lot of sense there. Now, the only thing yeah. I the, the only thing I would say from the electric vehicle battery point of view is I would have thought that there's going to be a lot more resistance from the <clears throat> battery manufacturers and car manufacturers who've poured billions of dollars over the years into developing what we have at the moment. I mean, that's partly why I think that we've got, you know, there's such an emphasis on, say, lithium-ion batteries, mm -hmm. whereas there's been a lot less money going into, say, hydrogen fuel cells or solid... I mean, solid state is still the <clears throat> kind of holy grail, but, you know, everyone's put piling their money into this one thing. And and, and I think that, like I say, if, if, it, if these batteries can be standardised, that will make things so much easier, particularly yeah. for the consumer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I agree with that too. I mean, I think this decision, the, the current article one we're talking about about apple these all decisions it could set a a precedent you know because this is something so small like mm. uh, charging gate in cables and things like and gadgetry is something mm. so small uh, whereas the um, electric vehicle industry is huge and it's something that's going to have a, a lot of impact in mm. our transition to a greener economy so mm. i do see some sort of decisions coming in place in in respect of that mm -hmm. uh, of course i mean it might not be just now because you know that there's just these things are being developed at the mm. moment but i think in order to reach a more circular e economy as opposed to a linear economy you know in, in order to encourage recycling and in, in, in greener practices and, mm. and and to encourage manufacturers to to be more conscious on the way that they essentially get their you know all these metals they need to pr to produce these batteries and everything else there needs to be collaboration i think that's crucial mm. um, and so i mean the only thing that i that i could think of that you know that i would say okay it might not be the right time to start just because there's a lot of research going into it and you know different companies are kind of trying different methods different resources different minerals but i mean i think you mentioned something really important and you you were saying that you know because it's in developing at the moment all these um uh, essentially creation of these batteries and the way mm. think of doing things i mean it might be a good time uh, to standardize these practices but i i do think that it's a good idea because although um you know it might reduce the price i think you, you have to really balance this to thing, you know, profitability mm. and a green economy. And and I think, well, you know, it's something that could potentially work in the future. Yeah. We'll see, won't we? We'll see. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, I mean, I, I have to say, so we're going to have to bring it to a close there. Um, Cause I, those are some very, <clears throat> obviously we've, we've introduced some very big topics there um, and some very exciting topics. Now I will have to say that although they have made me feel excited today. I have even more excitement waiting for the end of today because I'm actually, I'm going to go to London uh, and I'm going to go um, with Ralph. You know, Ralph, who hey. does the weekly. Yeah, I'm going to meet, meet up with Ralph and we're going to watch Top Gun on IMAX. <laughs> oh my God, you will love it. I'm telling yeah, you. I've, I've, already seen, I've already seen Top Thank Gun you. Maverick. Yeah, I've already seen it you know in the in the local uh you know the local Odeon um but I thought do you know what of any film I I don't think I've seen an IMAX a film on IMAX for I don't think I have years years and years and years so I'm actually 
looking forward to this. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to be literally blown away uh, <laughs> by going into the IMAX uh, today. So I'm going to go into London this afternoon, have a bit of a potter around and then meet up with him uh, later on. But, uh, but there you go. There you go. You enjoy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So anyway, thank you very much indeed for thank your you. insight today. Um, thank you very much for um, listeners for listening. And we will be back again tomorrow. Many thanks. Bye. Bye.